You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, Pet Life Radio. It's Kelly Jackson. It has been quite a while since I've had a show. So we're making this one very special because we have a medium joining us and an animal communicator. You know, do you ever talk to your dog and think that maybe they are understanding you or, you know, singing to your dog, whatever? I know I look at my dog, LaRue, and she probably thinks I'm crazy. Well, Gail Thackeray is here, and she is going to help us better communicate with our pets. That's on this edition of Sassy Seniors. So grab a cup of coffee, some eggnog, an adult beverage, whatever you want to drink, and we'll be right back after this short break. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. X-Power is a global brand that offers a complete line of stand dryers, cage dryers, and multiple blasters that cater to both home and professional groomers. Designed to be quiet, lightweight, and powerful, X-Power pet dryers will save you time, energy, and money. The X-Power B2 Pro at Home Dryer is the perfect holiday gift for family and friends. Please check out our specials at ViperPet.com and Amazon.com. For more information, visit xpower.ws or call 855-855-8868. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Sassy Seniors. I'm Kelly Jackson, your host, and we are pleased to have Gail Thackray. She is an animal communicator and medium and the author of How to Talk to Your Pets, Animal Communication with Dogs, Cats, and Other Critters. Thanks for joining us, Gail. Thank you, Kelly, for having me. Okay, so this is interesting. What I found interesting as I was reading your bio, you actually got into being a medium when you were in your 40s. Is that right? You discovered you were a medium? Yeah, you know, I used to think that if you were communicating with animals or you were a medium psychic that you were born that way. You, you know, you're just like a little off and that's the way you are. Mm-hmm. But um, I now think that we're, we can all do this. And for me, I was completely normal. I had no idea I could do this. And all of a sudden was able to talk to people on the other side. Became a okay. medium, was able to talk to spirits. And then it was a little bit later I discovered that if you're a medium, you can talk to animals. Okay, so how did this happen then? Was there one incident that you were able to talk to someone from the other side? Can you um, share that with us? Yeah, you know, 
I had I had done Reiki. My auntie in England was a Reiki master, and she came over one year and said, hey, do you want to learn how to do Reiki? Reiki is kind of a hands-on healing uh, method. I don't know if anybody's ever been for a Reiki session. It works great on animals. So she said, oh, I'll, I'll, um, I'll do Reiki on you. So she, she gave me this uh, Reiki course, and I thought, oh, yeah, it's kind of interesting, but I didn't really feel anything. And a couple of weeks later, I went to a place where there was a psychic giving, uh, like, mediumship readings. And she's going around the room and, and telling people. And I'm thinking, oh, pick me, pick me. And she <laughs> didn't. I didn't get a reading. Um, but she was doing a course that weekend, and it was called How to Become a Medium, which I really didn't think anything about. I just thought, oh, she'll be giving readings all weekend. Uh-huh. So I said, Mom, we should go. And I dragged my mom along, and we go to this weekend. And she had us do these exercises where we were just supposed to... Imagine that somebody came and sat next to us, like a spirit of a loved one of somebody in the room. And people would get up and they would say, um, oh, yeah, I have somebody here. And I think it's a, a man, but it could be a woman, could be initial A or E or B, really could be anybody. Mm-hmm. And I would say, uh, you know, I think I've done this wrong because I thought we were supposed to make up a story. These people are really feeling somebody <laughs> and I'm kind of intimidated. And uh, she said, no, 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 what did you get? And so I said, well, mine's this guy over here. And it's his grand Pierre Marseille, and he's talking in French, and he's telling me about this scaffolding company that he had, that it was supposed to go to him, and he became a pilot. And so I told him all these details about his life. And then I said, okay, was any of that true? And the guy freaked out. He said, that's his name. That's what he did. That's what he did for No. And he was freaked out. Get out. was completely freaked out. And I oh, had no okay. idea how I'd done it. And the only thing I can think of was that, you know, I'd been opened up doing this Reiki. And it's kind of been there the whole time, and I never tried. I mean, how many times do we just try to go and imagine something like that? I know. See, you know, here's the thing. Because I always thought, like you said earlier, that you were kind of born with it. And then just, you know, people or feelings kind of came to you. And I didn't even know. Who knew yeah. they had classes to become a medium? And I went, a little later on, I went to, um, I was in a bookshop, and there was a woman giving a talk on animal communication. And afterwards, there were some people there with photographs of the pets, and I said, oh, well, let me look at your photo, see what I get. Mm-hmm. And this lady gives me a picture of a cat, and immediately, I feel like these slippers in front of me, a pair of pink slippers with a fluffy ball, and they're going around and around and around in front of me, and I'm so excited looking at these slippers. And I realized I'm actually inside the body of the cat looking at these slippers. And I said to the woman, um, do you have a pair of pink slippers with a little ball on the end? And she goes, uh, yeah. And I said, does your cat sit and watch you on your exercise bike in the morning? And she goes, oh, my God, he loves to do that. Oh, and, my goodness. And then I realized that, you know, somehow I was able to do this and it feels very similar to mediumship. And I think I now teach it. I think that we can all do this. We're all doing it all the time. We're all talking to our pets. Mm-hmm. And they're listening to us. They can hear us really well. Oh, yeah. We're the dumb ones, you know. We're, <laughs> they try to talk to us and, you know, we're just kind of oblivious. But they hear everything. It's amazing well, what they pick up on. Well, that's the thing, though. And I'll talk about skeptics, too, because, you know, there are always skeptics. And I am every once in a while a skeptic when it comes to mediums and, and everything like that. And to a certain extent. But okay, so I'm sitting there talking to my dog, LaRue, and she's looking at me, you know, like I'm thinking that she is understanding me. What are we missing that dogs are trying to tell us, do you think? Well, they are much more consciously aware than we realize. And so animal communication is not really to tell your dog, hey, pick up the paper and take it over here. Mm-hmm. Can you fetch me this or can you sit? It doesn't work like that. They are actually able to kind of tap into this universal consciousness and they know things that you would never believe. They know 
when they have an illness, they know what it is, why it is, what, what would make them feel better. Um, they know, they can tell the time. You know, sometimes our dogs get really anxious when we leave. And yeah. I tell my clients, well, you know, tell them what time you're going to be home. Tell them I'm going to be home at 5 o'clock or 5.15. Or send them a little message telepathically, hey, I'm on the freeway and I'm stuck and I'm not going to be home till 5.30. They actually can tell the time. Really? Just, you mean they can't? don't realize it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like, oh, maybe it's getting darker, so maybe that's how they know? Or <laughs> really? You think yeah. they can tell the time? Yeah. I mean, you sent me a picture of a dog yesterday, and the first thing I got with yes. him was he's very sensitive. He likes to know exactly what's going on at all times. And we'll so get into that after the break, because I do want to talk about connecting to lost pets. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, owners come and uh, they say, I have a problem with my dog. The dog's going crazy. Uh, when I come home, it's ripped up the couch. Or when I leave, she goes nuts at the door. And sometimes it is if you just talk to them and tell them exactly what you're doing and where you're going. And sometimes it's kind of like leaving a kid at daycare where they're screaming crazy when you leave. Right. And then as soon as you've gone, they're, oh, they've gone fast asleep. Right. And then right. like 10 minutes before you come home, that's when, that's when they get anxious. She, I thought she should be home by now. She said she was going to be home by now. <laughs> <laughs> and you were talking about, you know, illness. And I, I totally believe this too. I mean, they know when we are sick and we are sad or when we're happy. I have a friend of mine who broke her ankle recently and her dog, she sends me a picture like every once in a while. And her dog is right by her side the whole time looking yeah. just about as bummed out as she is. I'm not oh. sure if he's bummed out because he can't go for many walks or is he bummed out <laughs> because she's injured? Oh, they, you know, they actually absorb our energy. They become a part of our energy field. And so you got to be careful. I've, um, I've had a lot of people say, oh, I literally came to me and said, my, my dog has a bad leg. We don't know why. It's a pretty young dog and it keeps limping. And I didn't ask to see the dog. I asked to see whoever was the owner's dog. So it's really my husband. And sure enough, the husband had a hip problem on the same side as the dog. Really? And I actually treated the husband. And as soon as the husband, as, as soon as I acknowledged him and worked on him, she was fine. And what happens is they mimic our energy. So I, I usually tell the owners, as soon as you've got something wrong with your animal, look at you, what's going on with you? Mm. And if your cat's throwing up hairballs, you know, that's kind of indigestion problems with your cat, but what's going on with you? And you might actually not really know. You just might be stressed out. And rather than you actually picking up the stress, your animal tries to take that energy. And they do a really good job of taking any energy off and processing it and helping us. But when they get older and it gets more difficult, sometimes they can get a little ill too. Yeah, and I'll ask you about senior dogs too because that's my specialty. Yeah, as they get older, are they able to dogs I'm talking about, are they able to, are their senses enhanced, do you think? Or do they lose some of that feeling and, and sensibility? Well, you know, as their body gets physically older, that part of them deteriorates. But the, the, the part, the, the soul, the conscious level, absolutely not. I mean, they become partners with whoever they're with. And, you know, it might be that their mom's dog and then, you know, grandma needs some extra help for a while. But they become part of the family and part of our energy, and they help us a lot. So when you come home from work and you're really stressed out and you, you've got this job and you've taken on all this stuff and you come home and your dog's right there for a pet and you start stroking them and you feel better 
you make you feel mm-hmm. nice and relaxed. What's happening is they're really processing the energy and getting rid of it. And most of the time, you know, they can process that out. But as they get older, it becomes more and more difficult. So I say to people, if they've got a really stressful job, try to just like detox a little bit before you come home, mm-hmm. help them out. And a lot of what they tell me is fresh, clean water is really almost all they need just to process it out. They love uh, spring water. Mm. So, you know, just like, um, you know, like Arrowhead or something that you would get from the supermarket, but a spring water, not, um, or if you can take them to a stream with running water, but that fresh water, you know, usually when they're, when they're sick, that's one thing they'll say that helps to flush out that energy. That's interesting. Who knew? Okay, so being a medium with humans and with pets, do you specialize more in the animal as opposed to the human? I kind of do both. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I was reading for people and then I started doing the pet stuff. And then I found, well, it's kind of intermixed. I mean, I might be reading for somebody, might bring their pet over, and then it's something that they need to know. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's like now loved ones might come around too. Okay, so how can we better connect with our pets? What are some of the tips that you can give our listeners to really listen to what our our pets are trying to tell us? And not only just dogs and cats, but in your book you say how to talk with other critters too, right? How to communicate. Talk with with any of them. The wild animals are more difficult to communicate because when you try to talk to a squirrel, they look at you like, uh, oh, (laughs) talking to me? (laughs) Whereas your dogs and your cats are used to you talking to them all the time and they're picking up on your thoughts all the time. So as you're talking away, they know what's going on. They know what's going on in your life. They know what's going on with you at work. They are listening all the time. Mm -hmm. And the way to, to hear back what they have to say is really spend some time just getting quiet with yourself. What cuts us off is when we're so busy all the time. You can't, like, you know, do the shopping, pick up the kids, come home, and then look at your dog and expect to talk to your dog, and then go off and do something else. I mean, you really have to kind of spend a little bit of time, and I do some meditation exercises where you relax, and you just kind of think through your heart, and it's a lot of... I like to use photos of animals. I say to people, start practicing on other people's animals that you don't know, and use a photograph. It's more difficult to talk to your own pets just because you, you never quite know. Whereas if you practice on a pet you don't know, you can get some confidence and say, oh, I picked out their favorite treat or I picked up that on them, so it must be working. But on your own animal, of course, you know those answers. So you're never quite sure, well, is that my imagination or is that them talking? So I always tell people to practice first on pets that they don't know. And in my book, I actually have some example photos so they can kind of test themselves. On a photo, that's interesting. On not on photo, the not yeah. on the actual dog, but um, or cat, but on a photo. Yeah, it's actually easier on a photo because when you see the animal in real life, and it's like, oh, they're so cute, and you want to pet yeah. them, and and you kind of you look at them, and you have a different opinion. When mm-hmm. you see them in real life, they might look old and tired, but that might not be really what they're telling you. Hmm. So it's a little easier with a photograph. Do you find it on your own pets? Because I know you must have a cat, because that's that's the could you have it on the cover of your of your book. I have right now, I have seven dogs. I just adopted oh. two more. I have a lot of rescues, and I just adopted oh. two little puppies. So I'm on puppy poop duty. I've forgotten <laughs> all about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm always rescuing animals. So I have, right now, I have seven dogs and two cats, and I have horses and turtle. I have all kinds of animals. Do you find it easier, or do you, do you have a hard time reading them? Or, or Oh, it's or, always harder on my own animals. Yeah. Like your own kids, you know? Right, <laughs> right. 
Exactly. Um, but well, again, it's confidence in knowing that you're right and so you can trust yourself. So Because when, you, when you get those little messages, it really just feels like a thought in your mind. It feels like you're making up. And I do a lot of exercises where I tell people, really, just make it up and see what happens. And when they make it up, they'll say, wow, that, was, that came out to be true. And I can what do you mean, make it up? Like, when, I, when I do workshops, I have them pair up and I have them okay. use people's photographs and I have them guess. You know, I have them do little mm. exercises and use their freedom and their imagination. Mm. And like 90% of the time, I'll say, oh, my gosh, how could I have guessed that your cat liked cucumbers or that your dog's name was Maggie? And people are really blown away with what they come out, but they think they've guessed, but they really haven't. Because it's like saying, okay, what did you do for Valentine's Day? Right? And you have to kind of go back in your mind and think about, oh, okay, what will happen on Valentine's Day? And maybe something really special happened. And if you want to tell me about that, you would have to just tell me in words. You can only tell me a certain amount. Whereas if you ask an animal, the entire thought package comes. Smell, the sounds, the feelings, everything comes. But it comes to you almost like a, like a memory would come to you. So if you were re- recalling what you did on Valentine's Day, it would come back to you, the whole feeling, as well as just the words. And if you ask an animal something, that's how it comes to you. It's like your thought, but it comes with smells and feelings. I had this one time when I first started doing this. My teenage daughter invited me to her boyfriend's uh, mom's house for the first time, and it was this kind of formal party. And I don't know why my daughter said this in the middle, but, hey, my mom's an animal communicator. So the lady in the house said, oh, I have a dog. Uh, tell me about my dog. So, so the first thing I usually ask is, what's your favorite treat? You know, it's pretty innocent. So I asked the dog, what's your favorite treat? And instead of like, you know, dog bones or biscuits or something, I get, mmm, sweaty socks. And the lady said, oh, yeah, he goes in my laundry basket and gets out my sweaty socks. It's not usually what you're expecting. And when you get a thought that you know couldn't possibly be something you made up, then you kind of, then you kind of get it. So what you may be just making up by looking at this picture may really be real. Exactly. And most people, when they start doing it, they say, oh, well, I just made that up or, you know, I don't know. And I said, just have a go. Just say the first thing that comes into your mind. And then they'll say, oh, well, I don't know. Uh, does, your, does your dog have a, a red collar with, a, with white beads on it? And they think they just made it up. And the person will say, oh, yes, he does. And yeah. so that's how you kind of get your confidence. Because when you're do, dealing with your own animals, same kind of thing. You think, well, this is what I would have thought they said to me, but was it my imagination? What about telepathic communication with your dog? Okay, this may sound crazy, but I, <laughs> I may like look at my dog, LaRue, as she's looking out the window and I'm sitting next to her. And I may just in my mind, just to test it out, I've done this a couple of times. I'll say in my head, LaRue, turn around, LaRue, turn around. And guess what? She does. Wow. Well, actually, all animal communication is telepathic communication. That's what you're doing. You don't have to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. It's right. what you're thinking and your thoughts. In fact, this is where we get confused. I had a lady who said that her dog would not get into the car. She was, the dog would, whenever it was time to go, the dog would not get in the car. It would throw its leash and everything. And she said, I said, well, what are you saying? Or how are you asking? So well, I'm telling the dog to get in the car, but what's happening is... In her mind, she's thinking, he's not going to get in the car. He's going to slip his collar. He's going to do this. He's going to run off. That's what's playing in her mind. Even though she's saying, come on now, get in the car. The dog is picking up on what she's actually thinking, not what she's saying. 
And so the dog's thinking, well, she's telling me to slip my collar. She's, she's telling me I should run off and <laughs> not get in the car. Mm-hmm. So they're reading their mind. So you have to be very careful when you're asking them to do something that what you're actually asking them and saying, what are you thinking? Because that's a lot right. more important. They're picking up on your, on your telepathic words. You don't have to actually say anything out loud. It's mm-hmm. your thoughts they pick up on and the visuals. You think something, you're imagining it, and you imagine it with your feelings, and they're picking mm-hmm. up on your feelings, your thoughts, your sense of smell, your your vision. They're not particularly picking up on your words. Because they are very sensitive creatures. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about lost pets, because okay. one of my Facebook friends has a request for you, and um, hopefully you can help them with one of their lost dogs. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Introducing the new Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection, exclusively at PetSmart. I created it for the pets that rock your world. Shop the Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection and celebrate PetSmart's 25th anniversary with up to 25% off thousands of items on the PetSmart site. Plus, free shipping on orders of $49 or more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. That's PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. My name is Brent Atwater, and I'm the Animal Reincarnation Authority. Join me every week on Alive Again, and let me look at your pet's energy to determine if they're going to reincarnate. I'll be able to tell you when they're going to come back and what they look like. So send me your pet's photo and email me your question at brent at petliferadio.com. I'm looking forward to answering your questions on Alive Again. Every week only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Gail Thackray. She is an animal communicator and a medium, and she's the author of How to Talk to Your Pets, Animal Communication with Dogs, Cats, and Other Critters. Okay, so Gail, I live in St. Louis, Missouri, and there is a a local group called uh, St. Louis Senior Dog Project, and they foster pets, and then they obviously adopt them out to people. They just adopted out a little dog named Cecil to a family or a young lady, and that day he got out the front door. Now, I sent you a picture of Cecil, and they're really hoping that perhaps you can help in any way in trying to find out where in the heck is the little guy? Oh, he's so adorable, too. He's so cute. And what yeah. I do is first I take this picture and I look at his eyes, and this is a great picture with eyes. Um, mm-hmm. and, that, and then I tune in and I just try to get quiet and, and 
talk through my heart to his heart and ask if I can connect. Mm -hmm. And this guy's a very sensitive little guy. He picks up on a lot of energy. He's one of these that likes to know exactly what's going on. And he was a bit confused about everything because they don't, they talk, but they don't actually explain to him what's going on and what's happening. So he's a little confused. But I do get, I do, the first sense I got is that he's okay. Now, you haven't actually, they haven't got him back yet, right? No, they haven't. Mm -hmm, Because I get him with somebody right now and he's taking, he's being taken care of and he's very happy. I get, first he wants to say, don't be mad at the lady. Um, Okay. Because nobody expected that he was just going to run out. Everybody, he didn't seem like a kind of dog that had to be tied up or anything. Right. He said there was a big bang and he hates loud noises. He hates fireworks and stuff. When I hear the bang, it sounds to me like a truck in the street going over something really loud, but something spooked him. And the woman was in the house, but she wasn't right in that room. It's a kind of a white, off-white tile floor. Looks looks like, you see the tile all linoleum, and a kind of a pale yellow colored door. But I feel like the door was open. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like he kind of escaped. I feel like just nobody thought he was run off. And I felt that he ran spooked by the noise. Mm-hmm. And it was a kind of a miserable day. It was raining a little bit. The, the floor was wet and it was slippy and he hates wet stuff on his feet. Okay. I don't know if you know about any of this. Any of the details. I don't really. I do know that, yes, he is very sensitive. And they, this is really interesting because they describe him as a scaredy dog. Not a scaredy cat, yes. but a scared, like yes. he's scared. He, he gets very anxious. He's scared of loud noises. There is a woman around him in spirit. I think it's probably a past owner that watches over him and takes care of him. She's, she looks like a black lady, possibly part Asian. She's got black hair with like a gray streak down one side and she passed from breast cancer. So I don't know oh. if they know who his original owner was, but she's, she watches over him and looks after him. I feel like he was out, he was running down the street and there were several people saw him, several cars stopped. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he was picked up by a lady in a blue car. But I feel like he's actually, this lady's taking him in. You know, she, they all thought he'd been dumped. You know, they don't, I don't think they've made an effort to put up signs. And has he got a chip? Because they say they haven't, he has, nobody's gone to see his chip. Yes, he does have a chip. But nobody's bothered to take him for chipping. They just presumed he was, he was dumped and they were rescuing him. So it's not like they put up signs. They're not really looking for the owner and they haven't taken him to, to have his chip checked or anything. So I think this woman just took him in. This woman's actually really nice that has him. I mean, to be honest, he seems quite happy and quite healthy and seems like he's rehomed himself. So, um, well, you know, I will wanna, pass this along. I put out an effort to, to put out ads, but I really feel like there's a, there's a calmer, nice a dog that would be a little better for the... It's a blonde woman in her 40s, I think, that was going to adopt him. I think the better match for her is another one that this rescue company has. Hmm. Rescue agency. So I actually feel like what he's saying is, you know, I'm quite happy where I am. Mm-hmm. And don't be mad at this lady. It wasn't her fault. But there is a better dog for her because he has to have an owner that's very quiet and calm and relaxed. If he has an owner that gets a little bit stressed and hyper, he gets very stressed and hyper. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I do know that this group made 
a huge effort to look for him. I do know. I'm not sure if they put up signs, but I know that they were out till after midnight looking for him. But it's interesting. Well, he's um, not that far away. I got a, I got a street or a place or something called Cerebella, and it is a woman that has him. And hmm. I don't know if she listens to the radio, if she would listen to this. I can ask him if they want to make a... You know, if they really would like to have him back to this other lady, I can ask him to make sure the lady who's got him pays attention. Okay. Maybe get her to listen to the radio or look at some ads if they want to put up ads. But I don't think, like, going to the pounds or anything, I don't think she's, she's not making an effort. They've got to put up signs to this lady to see. I will pass that along. Yeah, okay. But he says, don't worry that he's in but good he's hands safe. and that he's fine. He's safe. Okay. 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 Thank the rescue for everything they've done. He says they're just wonderful. He was some kind of almost like a surrogate mm -hmm. with some other dogs, and he's he's asking about the other ones. Very Hmm. concerned about the other ones. Oh, interesting. I'll pass that information along. Okay. So my final, my final, as we wrap things up, Gail, do you, since you are a medium and an animal medium, what about not only lost pets but pets who have passed? Are you able to communicate with those pets? Or certain pets. Yeah, absolutely. People can communicate with their animals, whether they're alive or whether they're past. It's exactly the same thing. And I think that's really nice for people that have lost an animal to know that they, they almost always uh, stay around them. And I see over and over again that these animals reincarnate in the same life. I see, you know, that somebody will have a dog and they'll, the dog will pass away and a few years later they'll get another one and they'll say, Wow, it's so much like that one, and often it is the same one. That's sometimes interesting. Sometimes they'll stay around us in spirit, and sometimes they'll actually come back, and they find us. You don't have to go looking for them. They just kind of show up on our doorstep. Somebody has a rescue, and you know when they show up. You know it's them. Hmm. So I find that many people have animals that come back two or three times in their lifetime, and they, they do have souls. They do pass on, and they do stay around us, and you can talk to them, and they often will come in dreams. That is so true. My dog, yeah. Nico, comes in dreams, yeah, comes back well, to me in dreams. Visit. That's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not really just a dream. It's a visit because it feels stronger than a dream. And that's, that's, they come to us sometimes to give us messages through dreams because we're, we're a little bit more quiet when we're asleep and then come to us. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I went to see a great healer in Brazil called John of God, who I'm bringing to Toronto in March. Mm-hmm. And I have a triangle from him. It's got very special energy. And so I put this uh, little lost dog, I put his photograph in the triangle last night, just to had like a little bit of healing energy. And uh, if, any of you, if any of your listeners, you know, have, a, have an issue with an animal that's got health problem or anything, they're free to go on my site, email me, and I'll print out their picture and put it in my triangle and give them a little healing energy. Okay. So, Gail, do you do private readings? Because I know you do seminars, right? I don't do private readings anymore. I just got to be so bucked up and I decided I'd much rather teach other people how to do it because then once they have that connection and they they know how to do it they've got that for life so rather mm-hmm. than coming to me you know one time you know I, I'm, I'm a third person in the middle I want people to be able to speak to animals speak, speak to their own animals and be able to do this it's a, it's a wonderful thing to be able to do and it's very very easy I mean, I do well, my workshops, and in a week, in a weekend, they're they're doing it, and some of them become professional animal communicators. And you know, um, I have this, the book, and people say they read the book and they get it right away. That is it's interesting. Okay, what about skeptics? 
I know you have to have many, not many, but there are always skeptics out there. What do you say to skeptics who say, ah, you can't talk to animals. You can't talk to, you know, figure out where pets are lost pets or those who have passed. What do you say to those people? Well, but, I mean, it's, you know, everybody's one to himself and, you know, they're just kind of missing out on a whole life that's out there. When people open up and realize that there is a whole spirit world and that they can speak to animals and that there are spirit helpers around as animals and people. Um, our life is so much easier when you can sit there and ask your spirit partner for help because they really do show you the way. And animals really do help us in many, many more ways than we think. We can ask them about things in our future, what they think about relationships. They actually know what's coming for us. And once you learn and you tap into this, a whole life opens up. And there's always going to be people that just don't want to know. So, you know, they just kind of miss out. Okay, now, let me follow up to that then. You said you can ask them about things in your future and, you know, relationships and stuff. But how do they answer you back? How do they let you know? <laughs> well, then you just have to get quiet. Mm-hmm. And you just, you're talking to them telepathically. You just send them a little message. You get quiet. You send them a little message. Um, send it through through love. And ask them something telepathically. Now... You might not hear them back right away, but they might show you later on your computer. So you ask them a question, and the next day you're on, oh, look at this I found on my computer. Or somebody happens to mention something in conversation. Mm-hmm. Or something just happens to come in the mail, or a book just happens to be sitting there in the doctor's office. They show you things. So they might not be able to tell you directly, but they will over the next couple of days. They will show you somehow. We'll get the message to you. And do you think other breeds of dogs, are dogs better telepathically than cats? And do you think other breeds are a little more, have the gift than other breeds? <laughs> I think the cats will tell you that they are the superior ones. <laughs> I get a lot of these healing cats from Egypt, which are these uh, hoity-toity ones that say, they don't have a cat owner, they own the person. <laughs> the, the person is helping them or assisting them. I wouldn't say anyone is more connected than others. I think all animals are very connected. Um, they're amazing healers. They just are, they don't have the same blocks as us, so they can easily tap into this universal consciousness. But they normally come back as something similar. So a cat normally comes back as a cat. dog normally comes back as a dog. I had a cat, a white cat once told me, oh, phew, I'm glad I could come back as a cat this time. I had to be a little white dog when she was young because her mom was allergic to cats, but finally I can be a cat again this time. (laughs) (laughs) Only leave it to a cat to say that. Yeah. Yes. So typically they don't come back as humans, right? Pets. I, I, I don't see that. Yeah, I mean, it's possible, I guess, but I've, I've never experienced that. Well, thanks so much, Gail Thackray, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And I really hope it will get people uh, that are listening to start talking to their animals and putting little thoughts out there and, and see what happens. She's an animal communicator and medium and the author of How to Talk to Your Pets. Thank you guys for joining us for another edition of Sassy Seniors. You can also read my blog on arf.com. That's double A-R-double-F.com. Have a good one. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.